Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. And I'm being joined by uh, the author of Our Journey is Our Work and uh, actually the creator of Be the Best You Can Be.net, Russell Shippey. He's joining me today, and we're talking about being the best you could be, being the best you can be, and how that relates to creating uh, my obituary, which is a very interesting conversation to have. You know, I learned a long time ago uh, from, uh, actually from Stephen Covey, that you begin with the end in mind. And in one of the things that I love about Russell and his work is that you get to explore what that means to have the end in mind. Russell, thank you so much for joining the show today. You're welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. You know, you've written the book and you're talking about being the best you can be. And so as a coach, what is it like for you to explore being the best you could be with the people that you work with? Well, I think the excitement is the empowerment that comes with it. Uh, people feel beaten down. They feel they do not have another path to follow, and they think they have to continue doing what they're doing even if they're not happy. Uh-huh. Uh, the key to sit back and, and watch them take back their own power and create the life that they want is very rewarding and fulfilling for them and also for the people that help them. Well, you've also written a number of different articles. There are things that you've posted on the website, be the best you can be dot net. And one of the things that you talk about is can't. And I was struck by that. Uh, and I just want to just read a little bit for, for uh, from this. And if you go to the website, be the best you can be dot net, you'll see a number of different articles. But can't is the one that got my attention. It's I can't do it. I can't because I'm afraid I might fail. I am afraid I will lose the respect of my friends. I'm not good enough. I'm too fat. I don't know how to do it. I do not have the skill. I am not fast enough. And you go on and on and on. Um, and then you talk about the many reasons why we can't. But all of that, how does that factor in to how we create our, our obituary? Well, we take all of these can'ts and we get forced into a single-minded life. And what we try to do is to have people stop and take a breath and have them write their obituary today. Mm-hmm. And the greatest majority of the people in sitting down to write it end up very disappointed in what their obituary is and almost embarrassed as to what was not done and what was not accomplished. And it's that frustration, that hurt at looking at the obituary because we all know that there will be one. There will be one that is written for us And it will say what we have or have not accomplished while we're here on Earth. So this empowers the people to sit down and say, what do you want your obituary to be? What would you be proud to have said about you at the end? And it's a very insightful experience for people. And as they sit there and really focus on it, uh, it helps to bring to the forefront what they, in fact, would like to do, uh, what their hidden dreams are. And we're avoiding all of the camps when we're sitting there writing that. And then we take that and we use that as a blueprint to move forward 
and to get by all of the camps. We're going to bury the camps and we're going to live the life we came here to live. And that's really what we're talking about. I mean, when we say we're going to bury the cants, we're going to bury them and replace them with the desires. Is that is that the key to really moving beyond and stepping into an obituary that we don't have any regrets about? But we have to know that we can do it. We have to know that if we have the intention, if we have the focus, uh, if we take one step at a time, we can accomplish almost anything we want to in life. You know, when you sat down to write the book, and I want to talk about that a little bit, our journey is our work, creating my obituary. Uh, what was your sense of the message that you projected in this book? And more importantly, what in your life led you to write that? Well, I was an insurance agent for 30 years. And I was perhaps a typical person, wife, children, uh, increasing income, buying more of this and buying more of that. The problem was I was working hours that were killing me. Uh, I had become very sick, and rather than recover, I just fought my way through it. But I realized there was a, a dissatisfaction. And one night I had the most vivid of dreams. And the minister was up in the pulpit in our local church. And he was looking down on my casket. And he said he was a great insurance agent. And I remember being in that casket looking up at him and saying, I don't want my obituary to be he was a great insurance agent. Mm. There's so much more to life There's so much more to give, uh, and there's so much more satisfaction I could get by doing other things. Uh, I made the decision then and there that I was going to get out of a fourth-generation, 100-year-old family business that I was the moral caretaker to hand on to the next generation, because if I didn't leave, it was going to kill me. And I was going to create an obituary that I was going to be proud of. And, you know, that is incredible that you had that realization, Russell. And by having that realization, you actually had to do something. I mean, it's hard for, for, I think, many of us to even imagine that from that dream, from that moment, you were able to take action and, and really walk away. As you reflect back on the action that you took, what was it about that action that you needed to communicate to the countless peoples that you work with? Well... Perhaps it's as simple as you can do it. Um, It didn't happen the next day. I sat down, uh, made my notes, did my journaling, and knew where I had to go. And I knew the future was bigger, better, and brighter. Uh, But in getting to that brighter spot, I had to rid myself of what was not working, what was not satisfactory. So I laid out very specific steps of methodically packaging my business to sell it, talking to the family as to what I was going to do, and then starting to implement those steps. Interestingly, uh, 
socially, you're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. Financially, why would you ever give up a good income? Uh, because you need that income to buy more stuff and to keep up with the Joneses. So I knew I was going to change. I knew I was going to help people. Uh, but I didn't have the specifics. And I knew I needed to get through finishing that which was dragging me down because I knew the gist of where I was going. I had no idea how much money it would or would not earn, but that wasn't the point. The point was to take the steps that I needed to do for me internally, not what other people thought I should do, not what was expected of me, not what the extended family might think was my obligation to carry on a business to the fifth generation. You know, uh, part of this, as we look at this, is really helping people, inspire people to come out and look at the work that you're doing, Russell, and look at Be the Best, Be the Best You Can Be. When you created Be the Best You Could Be, you know, what was it about helping people be the best they could be inspired you to take people's lives to the next level? And more importantly, what is it today that you look at in the work that you do, in the books that you write in the articles that you write that you envision for people right now? Well, you have to, as, as you yourself say, take one person at a time. But my life perhaps can be an example to other people that you can, in fact, stop. You can, in fact, change. Uh, you need somebody to assist you. Uh, because you need to know that you are better than you think you are. Uh, people spend so much time judging themselves and worrying about what other people will think or worrying about failure that they need to sit down and not worry about that as much as take the steps to do what they feel is important for them to do. Mm -hmm. So in my doing it, um, I felt part of my mission and my purpose was to be a role model uh, to help people be the best that you can be. Wow. Well, we're going to take a short break, Russell. When we come back, we're going to be talking more about the journey. But more importantly, we're going to be talking about what Russell Shippey has learned about abundance worth having. Stay tuned, everyone. Russell Shippey in the house. Check it out. Be the best you can be. net is the website. And the book we're talking about is Our Journey is Our Work, Creating My Obituary. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Diets and drugs only address symptoms of ill health rather than providing solutions to the problems such as weight gain and chronic pain. Spending just 30 minutes in a portable sauna that uses far infrared technology can burn 600 calories, rid your body of toxins, and reduce pain. If you're tired of quick fixes that don't work, consider the long-term solution. Detox America's portable far infrared sauna. Call 888-338-6987 or visit DetoxAmerica.com. 
Find out how to avoid being the next victim of cancer, heart disease, obesity, or diabetes in his webinar series, The Cure, Save Your Body, Heal Your Life. Dr. Timothy Brantley, the number one best-selling author of The Cure, will share an overview of disease in America, how our eating patterns are destroying our bodies, miracles of natural healing, and his proven guidelines for health, detoxification, and regeneration. Sign up for the webinar series by visiting BrantleyCure.com. Can't seem to attract your dreams? Maybe you attract your dreams, but you can't hold on to them. Maybe you're attracting the wrong people into your life. Join Wise Divas with Teresa Proctor every Monday at 11 a.m. as she reveals the tools and skills needed to live your wildest dreams. If you're serious about making changes in your life, then tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific for Wise Divas with Teresa Proctor. Live your wildest dreams right here on the Dr. Pat Show. Tampa Bay Wellness Magazine, the Bay Area's premier magazine for holistic, alternative, and complementary health. Tampa Bay Wellness informs and inspires you about choices and opportunities for a more balanced, healthy, and happy life. You can find Tampa Bay Wellness Magazine at over 700 locations in the Tampa Bay area or online at tampabaywellness.com. Tampa Bay Wellness Magazine is the natural choice for physical, mental, and spiritual enlightenment. Okay, everyone, listen up. You can do it. You can quit smoking in as little as 30 days with zero smoke. That's right, a new product to help you quit smoking now. And here's the deal. You don't need to spend hundreds of dollars on gum, patches, or pills. Zero Smoke helps you quit naturally using biomagnets. It works by placing these neat little magnets on either side of your ear. Then science takes over. It's just like acupressure. The urge to smoke goes away. This product has sold like crazy in Europe and has just been introduced in the United States. In fact, Sal the Stockbroker is using the product to quit. It's a disgusting habit, and you need to quit today. Now, everybody, go to their website, zerosmoke.org, or call them at 800-577-9933 and take advantage of their risk-free offer. That's right. Just pay shipping, and they will send you this revolutionary product absolutely free. What do you have to lose? It's the summer. You want to feel good, and you want to quit that nasty habit. That's 800-577-9933, or go to the web at zerosmoke.org. Talk radio with a difference. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. And I'm here with Russell Shippey, and he has created an opportunity for all of us to be the best we could be. I'm also uh, talking with him about his book, Our Journey is Our Work. You're going to be hearing a lot more from Russell. And I would invite you to check out uh, information on his website, Be the Best You Can Be, especially the weekly columns. Uh, and take a look at that also that you'll be able to get a copy of his book and if you get a copy of the book i think that let's see get both the, the you get a copy of the book and there's a workbook russell as well is that correct that's correct living my life on purpose Absolutely. And so what I want to be able to do with everyone is to introduce you to Russell. We'll be talking with him a bit more. 
one of the things I was struck by in the book, Russell, was uh, the chapter that's called Abundance Worth Having. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about this because you outline uh, different forms of abundance. And I want to go over that with you as well as our listeners because I think, you know, we, we limit ourselves to what abundance means. And uh, in, in most of the times here recently, I think we're leaving the money thing out. I think people have gotten ashamed to want money. You're correct. I mean, abundance is many things. Abundance is also money. Uh, money is the medium of exchange. Uh, there's nothing wrong with money. We need it to live on. We need it to take care of ourselves, our loved ones. We need it to help the community. Uh, the problem is that abundance is so much more than money, and people become singly focused on abundance is money, and they miss so much of life. I know I wrote my goals from the time I was 20, and the first goal was always money. How much money was I going to earn and I was focusing on myself and money rather than focusing on the abundance of life, of which one thing is, in fact, money. And uh, an example that I have just lived, uh, I'm a firm believer that abundance is, in fact, giving back and helping the community. And so often we have an opportunity to help and we say we're too busy, we don't have time, we have other priorities. Well, I was asked to run a, a campaign for the local hospital, a capital campaign, and my initial reaction was, boy, that's going to take a lot of time, and I'm trying to finish my book, and I'm trying to do other things. And the other part of me said, what a great opportunity, and what a great honor to be able to help the hospital build, in effect, a bed tower and help all the people that end up being in the hospital. Well, I will tell you there has been such wonderful abundance, and I have received so far much more than money could provide in spending two years working on that campaign. I've met some wonderful people. I've had great relationships. Uh, I've learned so much from the other people. That when I look back now that the campaign's over and, and reflect on it, I received far more in benefits than I ever gave in my own time. So that it was huge abundance and it was a huge reward. But the interesting balance in life is the reward came not from looking for it, not for looking for money. The reward came by giving back and the, the balance in life is the more you give, the more you get. So that's perhaps my favorite mm -hmm. example uh, of abundance. Yeah, uh, you know, sometimes we really hold on to stuff because we think, oh, I'm never going to get any more of it. And boy, that is a formula for disaster, isn't it? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When, when your closet's full there are no more clothes coming. When you take and get rid of the old clothes, the clothes that you don't wear anymore, uh, the clothes that don't fit, uh, the clothes that are out of style, there are many people 
that don't have clothes, they can take advantage of those clothes and would appreciate them. And when you make room in your closet, be it your clothes closet or your mental closet, there's an opportunity for good things to come. If your mind is full of the abundance of weeds and negative thoughts and hostility, there's no room to grow positive thoughts and good thoughts. Get rid of the weeds and cultivate your mind so that you can have those positive thoughts and you you can move yourself forward. And when we look at abundance and we look at obituary, uh, there's a joke that uh, when someone passes away, they never say, I wish I had spent more time at the office. Well, part of abundance really is joy and freedom. Uh, it's the ability to have time uh, to enjoy other people, to spend time with people, uh, to enjoy the beauty uh, of the world within which we live. We're, we're here for a reason, and we we should enjoy it while we're here and communicate with other people. And that sort of ties into abundance is stuff. And I'm always amazed by these very wealthy people that have uh, houses down in the Caribbean and big ski houses. And I was out skiing in Snowmass, and the guide was saying, well, that house has been owned for three years, and the owner has yet to show up. But it was a $10 million house. Wow. Uh, they had somebody taking care of it. Well, that's just stuff that that person apparently accumulated uh, because they think abundance is stuff and that's the right thing for them to do. But for them, there's no joy and there's no freedom if they're owning something that's just draining energy and money, but there is no satisfaction, there's no ability to go out there with the family uh, and sit and enjoy it. So that abundance of stuff actually uh, becomes a cross to bear because it prevents you from doing other things. I think part of the greatest abundance is really family, close friends, uh, employees, and clients. I know there was one insurance agent who was so busy, and, and I was guilty also, so busy running around selling insurance that he never took the time to know and enjoy his clients. Well, it, it took me a while to wake up and see what was going on, and I finally said, I have all these wonderful people I'm working with, but I'm not spending the time to cultivate a relationship. So as I was starting to leave the business and had my, what I will call, an awakening, uh, I stopped and I spent the time to have lunch with these people and to build relationships with them. And my life became more fulfilling in doing so. And so did these people. And many of them ended up coaching with me because they were going through some of the very same things that I was going through. And they were looking for more meaning in their life. And they were just working as robots trying to run businesses that 
they felt was expected of them. So we're all going through it. We all just present it in different ways, and some of us are never willing to admit it. Well, you know, that's part of where we are with the conversation. And this is what it's all about, to take it to the next level. Uh, Russell Shippey, my guest today, I want to mention to everyone, check out the website. You're going to be hearing more from us about being the best you could be, what it means to write your obituary, and more importantly, how we can help you do that. And do it in a way that excites you, that is fun for you, and that has no limitation. Russell, thank you so much for joining the show today. What's your personal message in, uh, that you'd like to leave our listeners with? You are the best, and you can be the best that you can be. I love that. I love that. That is crystal clear, everyone. Let let me thank you all for tuning in today. Russell Shippey was my guest uh, uh, right now. And I want to thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you right back here tomorrow on the Dr. Pat Show. www.drpatshow.com, drpatshow.com for lots of information. And if you missed any part of this, you'll be able to hear the archives. Benny, again, thank you for a great show. We'll see you all tomorrow.